WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody, and what a beautiful morning it is in Fuquay, Verena. We're at the Garden Hut, and Brother Rufus is here. Rufus, are you writing in your your diary already? This well, morning, I, I'm, I, I'm looking at the Edward Jones uh, Cliff Joiner Cliff Joiner book, <laughs> and I'm, I'm figuring out what we're going to do today. But I I have also something that I found that I got in 19. 19- Oh gosh, it's from a 90-year-old lady who wrote for the Plain Dealer, and she she wrote 45 lessons life taught me, and I'm going to read a couple of those during during the program. We'll we'll set that aside as uh, Rufus's lesson hour, yeah, uh, lesson segment. Uh, Miss Nelson, you all right? Today? Yes, sir, I am. It, it, like you said, it is a beautiful morning. It's it a great day nice. to, to get out and come come ask us questions. Yeah, we're on the, sitting on the porch this morning. We are. I thought it was so beautiful. We've got to take advantage of mm-hmm. it. And we got Eddie, the engineer, with us. So we've got a real engineer here this we morning. Sure yeah. do. <coughs> right. Speedy Eddie. Speedy Eddie. He was Eddie right the on. fireman. Eddie's always putting out fires. We, something happens, you got to call Eddie. <laughs> Seems like there's a movie called Somebody Now. Uh, call yeah, I don't know. Call Jane or Ann or, <laughs> or Nelson, something like that. <laughs> hey, uh, you you said you got some wind la- last night and yesterday morning too. We did, um, but nothing we couldn't handle. Nothing we're not you know really used to. So um, we just uprighted them all this morning, and everything looks great. It does look great. Always looks nice out here. The maples are stunning, and I have a feeling they're gonna. <laughs> Uh, be falling soon with with the cold weather coming in, which I'm ready for a little chilly weather. Yeah, now that's not uh, the, that's not a cryptomeria, the yellow tree out there. That's actually a gold mop that was gold a little mop, bitty yeah. one gallon. A guy named Larry Newland out of uh, Greensboro brought that to me um, probably 15, 16 years ago, and it was probably about eight inches tall. I didn't know they grew that high. They do, and that's even considered the dwarf gold mop. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, if you want something, a yellow <laughs> tree stands out nicely. Yeah, and right beside it, I've got um, got it surrounded by cabbage and broccoli. Yeah, that's and that is, is kind of the bluish. It's kind of mountain-like out there. The, the You go, go to a... A nursery in the mountains and they've got a lot of bluish green and green exactly. and yellow and yeah i mean it, it really you know vegetables uh whether you plant um for cool season fall harvest or or uh late winter early early cool season spring it's just fun to grow cabbage um broccoli collards i mean i just i think you're right on it mike the the color the blue leaves the fact that they can handle and tolerate uh, the cold weather and and produce food is just is stunning. Yeah, and that's that's kind of your little garden area up there. You have something. Going. Always have something growing. Um, there's still maybe two or three uh, bell pepper plants up there, and 
it's amazing to to have a plant that gets you know two and a half three foot high and and two three foot wide and it, and it's produced um literally probably 70 75 nice size bell peppers it's just amazing to me now so you don't rotate crops up there so how do you what do you do do you amend it each year do you um, usually about every other year I add some compost. Um, I lime every other year. Um, I use, I'm a big advocate of biotone, uh, biospoma. Biotone uh, comes in contact with the roots. It continuously kind of grows your soil, if you will. Um, and I get like really good results. But talking about rotating, um, yes, I usually put tons of tomatoes up there, but also I rotate them around. I mean, that's a pretty big area, um, so I'll have, you know, zucchini squash. That soil on that little knoll grows the best cantaloupe. Um, so I'll do cantaloupes, cucumbers, squash, zucchini, peppers, tomatoes, and then in the winter, I'm pretty much just rotating, you know, cauliflower, broccoli, cabbage, <coughs> collards. Um, I didn't get any collards planted this year. Um, in the back, I have several... Um, Oh, yeah, and up front here, I have several um, things that I seeded, like carrots and radishes and um, mustard greens, turnip greens, and um, it's just fun to pick off of them, eat off of them, and, you know, it's a good visual for, for customers to see what they can do in a small space. Rufus, I guess your mama grew uh, kind of on a slope like that, too. <laughs> oh, her, her crops. If you found anything that uh, less of a slope in Watauga County, you were doing well. Uh-huh. By the way, I was walking around doing a survey here this morning, and this is like being in the Disneyland of the plant world. Just yeah. fabulous here. If you just come out the and you all see it. colors the, here. The, uh, oh, Lord, I'm just looking here at, 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 at my favorite plant, of course, is a camellia. I guess and, they can teach you that at NC State, but uh, you really, you really got to have an eye for color and how to put things together like this. Absolutely. Um, of course, you know, NC State, uh, my old stomping grounds between um, campus and and uh, outlying areas around um, central campus and, of course, the, the J.C. Ralston Arboretum, um, my stomping grounds and, and where I absorbed and learned um, much about, you know, plants and plant ID as well as, um, you know, a, a design conceptual concepts and um just the the ebb and flow if you will of of um usage of landscapes because they're not all the same i mean no. you have people that have pets you have people that have children or both um and you know you, you don't want to just go in and say well this is going to look good this is going to like look nice it's figuring out the usage so not deterring that dog path that's going to run from the back porch to the fence to chase the squirrels, um, you know, leaving them their passage and figuring out to, um, you know, make it, ex- uh, you know, aesthetically as possible, uh, but functional for all of the users of right. that location. Well, I've noticed too, Nelson, and you've, you've been at my place several times, you, a biodiversity of, of cli- I've got little different climates here and there. Yeah. And I, I finally learned some things just don't grow in one side of the house very well, and they will in other sides. 
And what I tell people is that the fun about gardening is experimenting. It, yeah. it is. Who, who was it? Was it J.C. Ralston that said you got to kill a planter occasionally? Tony Avent. Might have been Tony Avent. Yeah, you got to kill kill it at least three times <laughs> before you give up on it. But um, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, you know, behind our building, we're kind of south southwest facing and it it is amazing the plants that i can put in a small little area um, up against our greenhouse so so it typically misses wind windshield um, but just the solar heat from um, from the sidewalk and the driveway um, and the 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 warmth that the greenhouse walls absorb can keep subtropicals and almost some tropicals alive through the through the the cold periods and and they just come back um so it it is it's a learning experience it's a fun experience um you know i i love the fact that <laughs> you know i'm getting old but i can still absorb and learn and and, yeah. and you know rufus like you were saying the diversity um it, it's it is it's an experiment it's always a um you know a fun process to to learn and see you know why this plant's doing well here and not here and um so you know i have i have my best uh buddy who's moved to oak island um vicky i'm gonna give her a shout out her birthday's monday happy birthday vicky carden and um but she's funny she more than any person i've ever met will rearrange her living room or sunroom or you know always moving furniture and sometimes that's what the landscape's about if it doesn't it's work rough here. If you got a friend who comes in and expects to sit down and they hit the floor because <laughs> of the chair ain't there. Well, her poor husband <laughs> Lou, that's what happens to him. <laughs> uh, poor old Lou. Yeah. Yep. But um, it, it's true. I mean, you know, if you have a plant that's not performing well, first let's find out why. And then instead of, you know, leaving it where it's doing poorly, let's figure out where we can put it. Now, so, uh, a lot of people ask me the difference between the Sasanko Gamelia and the uh, Japonica, and I, I normally go by fall blooming and late winter, mm-hmm. early spring. What is the basic difference? Well, um, the Camellia Japonica, um, again, you go by when they flower, when they bloom. I wish Mike Chalednik was here; he could tell you everything about it. But um, I mean, that's that's one of the main. Uh, points is is their bloom season uh, but the the leaf um, structure um, and just basically the overall genetics of each species is different so that the camellia sasanquas can actually tolerate um, more sun whereas when the camellia japonicas are are budded and they're tight say this time of year you really, I mean, we talk about putting them in shade or filtered light, but you really don't necessarily want to put them on the east side of the house if we had, you know, 20-degree weather and those buds freeze. And then that, you know, even if it's going to be 38 degrees that day or 40 degrees that day, where and it was, you know, 15, 20 degrees colder through the night, cooler through the night, and that sun comes up and hits it, it thaws that bud. And then, you know, the same thing happens the next night. It freezes again. It'll so fall off, it'll right? exactly it'll abort. So you have to protect the bud so that the sun doesn't hit it first thing. So you let it just gradually. So so not, you know, direct east facing sun on Camellia japonicas, whereas the Camellia sasanqua could handle that. So it, it, when I 
sort of generically describe to people. I say, well, the Camellia sasanka was more fall blooming, and the Japonica is more more late uh, early late winter, early spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's sort of just too general, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's general because it's factual. So I okay, mean, it's I, 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 lawyers I, dealing. Look, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the truth. But you know, again, placement and positioning of each one is different. The Camellia sasanka is definitely more versatile. So in tolerating a wide variety of directions of the sun, um, and it's probably also a little more cold tolerant um, if, if we were to get into the, the low teens for more than three or four nights um, or even colder, um, I think you're going to find your Camellia sasanquas are, are, are going to be um, better staples and better to bounce back. But having said that, the Camellia japonicas, um, I mean, you know they they are amazing. It is a southern staple. There's there's no old home places you can't go where you don't have those beautiful camellia japonicas um, that are you know the the late winter and and I've actually seen some even budding out now or starting to crack color now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's it's a must to have <coughs> both. <laughs> well, I've, I've noticed that I tend to have probably double the number of cyclists, and I think that is because. I see them blooming in the fall, and fall is the best time to plant. Yeah. And I, I gravitate toward the Sasanqua more than I do yeah. the Japonica. Oh, my gosh. But the, the Japonicas, they just they bring me great joy. It just, I love them. I mean, I just, they're just amazing. I mean, the flowers are different. And, and you know, the Camellia Sasanqua is the petals. Are they bigger? The flowers bigger? They're definitely the bigger. They hold together much longer. Uh, whereas the Camellia Sasanquas, you're going to find more petals. It almost looks like we've had a wedding out here after that wind. We've got all the beautiful white right. and pink petals kind of scattered. Uh-huh. So that's kind of fun, too. But um, the Camellia Japonica is definitely the, the flowers tighter, bigger, holds together much better on the, the, the calyx that houses the, the actual flower. Um, so, like I say, both are just um, amazing and, and good. This is a, a fun example that... Um, I'll give you about the Camellia japonicas. Um, gosh, it's probably been more than 22 years, but I'd say 25 years ago when I was working over at Fairview Garden Center, there was a, a place on Holly Springs Road, a, a residential area, on, well, a house on, on Holly Springs Road that had um, maybe a 10-foot um, Camellia japonica in their front yard and, it, and no trees around it, so it essentially got east south you know northwest get got all the the angles of the sun just right out in the wide open and he used to tell send customers away i'm like hey where do you live you know when you're going back down holly springs road towards Cary, i'm like look at that camellia you'll see you know the north side is full and dark and green and you know the south side or the east side you know is burnt and mushy uh-huh. and it's also a lighter yellow so that yeah. was like a perfect example of, you know, positioning of what what the sun exposure can do to different plants. And then there's a sinensis. The tea. That, the, the that tea has a really small flowers. Mm-hmm. I have one in my yard, and it's, it's blooming. It looks very nice. Uh, tiny little blooms, white yeah. blooms, kind of off-white with a yellow center. And, yeah, the tea leaves. Yep. Now, that's an actual tea plant, isn't it? That you, is correct. You yeah. can make tea out of that. And I noticed this morning already the bees were having, oh, yes. a, having fun on it. Now, do you know how to make how to um, 
take the leaves and do you dry you dry them and I don't know what the process would be to make teas. I'd like you to do. try that. <laughs> uh, I guess I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I met a lady, um, it's probably been four or five years ago, um, who worked with some small villages that, um, you know, to, to help help these, these women in these villages to... to make an income and money and so she she brought their tea leaves back to um to Asheville and then started to to sell them in in the purest form um and so I learned a little bit then I can't say that I can remember it all but obviously you know the older leaves are kind of your your darker your black tea and then there's medium leaves and then your lighter green lighter tender leaves um but it's interesting to see the harvest production of of the tea process do you steep it like take the leaves and boil them or steep them or what what is it you call that when you make tea you, you do and and you know they this this particular uh company called tama tea um they really were trying to reduce their carbon footprint so um they literally had the little metal tongs or or i don't know if they were galvanized or stainless steel tongs um that you would just, you know, put the tea leaves in that um, instead of trying to put it in a bag or, you know, again, they're really trying to cut down their carbon footprint. And they and they made, um, the, the ladies of this village would make little tea um, bags, like a, like a nice, beautiful bag to carry your tea wares so that, you know, if you were traveling, you could make your oh tea my. or whatever. So that was pretty uh, cool. Yeah. A little touch of tea. I want to con- continue this discussion of uh, camellias coming up uh, on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We're at the Garden Hut in Fuquay Varina, right on the, the porch. Here is at 1004 Honeycutt Road. Old Honeycutt Road. Old Honeycutt, uh, old, old Honeycutt Road. And uh, come join us. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. I shouldn't say that. We're back on WPTF, the Weekend Gardener, and uh, we're just just out here. We're looking at that Yeti over there. Uh, people people like the, the Yeti. They get their pictures taken with it. That, they do, and um, I was just telling Eddie, Fast Eddie. Eddie, <laughs> Eddie is not a Yeti. <laughs> uh, but I was, I was just telling him that we have lots of folks that bring their little doggy fur babies over, and they'll turn that corner. And, and I've, I've been in perennial so many times helping customers, and you'll just hear this big stink. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we all turn around, and, and then the, the, the people with the dog on the leash, they're laughing. They're like, our dog just saw your, your Yeti, you know, your Satsquash. So. <laughs> That's funny that it looks uh, that it looks so realistic to the, to the animals like that. Uh, Wild Birds Unlimited folks would like to, they're always giving you something. Yeah, they're such nice people at Wild Birds Unlimited. And bird feeders and squirrels certainly don't mix well together. But uh, the giveaway of the month from our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited and Carrie and Raleigh is perfect. It's just a perfect solution. Go to WPTF.com 
to register to win a seed tube feeder. And to go along with that, you uh, get to keep the pesky squirrels away. They have some uh, hot pepper blend, no mess seed from Wild Birds Unlimited that the squirrels are guaranteed not to like. The birds, it won't bother the birds. I don't think they, I don't think birds have taste buds. At least the same way that they are. they don't have the right the olfactory so yeah. the the peppers don't bother them yeah so if you want to win this prize pack of a seed tube and the hot pepper blend no mess seed then go to the contest tab at wptf.com and register uh, thanks to our friends at Wildbirds Unlimited. We're at the Garden Hut in Fuquay Varena. We were talking about uh, camellias. Do you, do you have any varieties here of camellias that have fragrance? Mm, th- there is an essence of a slight fragrance when you walk by them, um, but I wouldn't say that any of what we have are fragrant. Now, however, on some of the camellia japonicas, um, like Accent, um, there's a few that have a little more uh, fragrance to them. Yeah. When I when I walk by our Linda, I think I get a fragrance there because I think of that dear <laughs> that dear sweet Linda. So I I, I think they're fragrant. We'll okay. we'll go over and do a little sniff test. I think it's poor Linda, not not, what, not our. Yeah, Linda. that's what he said driving <laughs> driving out of my driveway today. Poor said, Linda. There, there's our Linda. He said, <laughs> poor Linda being married to you. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, I didn't. I didn't exactly say it that way. I just said poor Linda, and you just well, assumed. Well, I, I knew what you, you were just implying. assumed. I didn't exactly say that, <laughs> sir. With all due respect, here comes Mr. Christopher. Uh, Chris Hooks, look what the cat drag up. Uh, the Yeti dragged him up. There you go. You all right, Chris. Good. Your daddy okay? He's good. The High Lord Mayor. Yeah. That's right. Trying to be, be yeah. good to those police officers under him because we, we've got one well, that is owned by the Whip. Yeah, the Whip Jr. <laughs> is in, in Nevin. Absolutely. And the, but the Whip uh, sent me a picture of his Confederate rose. And he, of, oh. course, of course, he says, am I okay in saying that? I said, you can call it a Confederate rose for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I had a beautiful bloom this year, too. Do you, do you have any of those in stock? We do not. Um, they they flower so late, and occasionally we'll have them, but I did not have any this year. I've just this past uh, week, seen so many beautiful ones and big ones, really oh, big, yeah. massive. I normally uh, pile uh, maybe six inches of mulch around because sometimes I've had a couple that didn't winter over. And once you get them rooted and anchored, and yeah. like I say, if they're on that, that southwest side, they should do pretty well. And good drainage is key. Good drainage. They like sunlight. They do love the sun. Yeah. Sun so. goddess plant, for well, sure. So any color other than that gorgeous pink? I've seen some white um, before with a little blush, but uh, mainly right. just the pink, yeah. Well, let's let's move along here to hydrangeas. I just one over there. What, which one is that? That's, an, that's Endless Summer. Yes, it is. It, that, that's um, probably... Because it's on the, on the container. It, well, it is, but it's not the original Endless Summer. Um, that one is uh, probably one called Let's Dance. Oh, okay. um, But, yeah, just the hydrangeas have been stunning. 
um, we we still have lots of um, you know limelight and prime lime and and little limes and um, some of the I believe Annabelle and um, lots of the original um, kind of mop head types hydrangeas uh, quick fire which is another pretty one um, but and that's actually one of our specials in November um, we have 25% off hydrangeas and um, and roses and the roses are still gorgeous uh, you know some of the drift roses yeah they um, really are They're still blooming yeah yeah so uh, lots of goodies out here um, Rufus and I I've gotten a little thin on the hooker as I think folks are finally starting to redo their um, annual their summer annual containers and beds um, as a matter of fact there's two cartloads of pansies that um, we we unloaded yesterday and kind of kept them out of the rain those that went through the rain the last couple days are looking a little soggy but they'll we'll clip them next week they'll bounce back uh, but the violas the cabbage and kales oh my god Rufus I have to walk you over there there's one called there's a mustard called Ms. M-I-Z, Ms. America. And oh. You have to walk him over there because he's scared of the Yeti? walk him that way. The Yeti? <laughs> walk him the other way. I've not been on that side. <laughs> the other side. <laughs> well, I, I, I have still all my summer flowers, uh, the the annuals, and they're, they're beautiful. And I look at it this way. Well, why pull them out now? And, and the most amazing thing is those sun patients. Yeah. They they even withstood some drought. Yeah. Well, and I hear what you're saying, and, um, you know, I tend to be more of a lazy gardener than anything else. How could you else. possibly be a lazy gardener? It's true. I'm a busy gardener, but I'm a lazy gardener. <laughs> okay. Um, so I tend to want to wanna gravitate towards uh, doing that as well. Um, however, um, I feel like th- th- it's a double-sided sword, if you will, Rufus. Work with me here. So All right. you're talking about you want to leave them in because they're still pretty. Yeah. But look at all the weather next week. So it's going to be cold, and I don't want to be sticking my fingers in some cold soil to redo planters. So I, I I'm pretty well, much started about three weeks ago rotating out my, my clients that, that – um, my attorney here in town, we do her boxes, um, several other folks that will do. So I just go ahead and rotate them out, get those plants a good rooted anchor before we get too, too chilly. Well, a little secret. They're they're going to start this afternoon and continue taking them out tomorrow because I've decided it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Morning, there. Steve. Steve? Are you open? We, we open at 9. <laughs> Getting close. I don't know if we got a. Uh, do we have a a seat for Steve? I guess not. I got one right here. Okay. Well, c- come sit with us a few minutes. Um, well, I don't know. There's just so many. Uh, so you you have uh, hydrangeas that uh, that are on sale. We There's do. There's so many different types of hydrangeas. Yes. You think you have them all, and then. Uh, then you find out. Oh man, there there's a whole world of hydrangeas, the hydrangea society, and um, just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that that's the the age old question about pruning hydrangeas. Uh, I I just I, what what I do, Nelson, is I let them go, and what's when when new growth starts coming up in the spring, I cut the old ones out, 
because I just don't know what variety means to be cut in the fall or whatever. And so yeah, I would say the last um, fifteen years, possibly even twenty, but definitely fifteen years. Most of what's been purchased in the last 15 years are probably, chances are, going to be repeat bloomers or bloom off a of, uh, new or old wood versus your, your older, old-fashioned um, are, are going to flower off of only old wood. Steve, we saw an a a iris blooming up there. Any daylilies blooming? Yeah, we had some still blooming. Mm. What was it? Happy returns? And yes, beautiful. Happy returns. Yeah. But uh, y'all were talking about... Uh, um, gold mops this morning. Yeah, yeah, it was a big one right out there. Well, I, I, I wanted. I, I wish I'd, I had a picture of them, really? but I wanted to show you what a nana looked like. A what? A nana. Nana. A nana gold mop. Nana. Nana, nana. whatever. Yeah. Whatever, Steve. Thirty feet. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you got to be careful that the. the, the if it says miniature, it may not mean it. I don't know. These we bought these because we thought they were going to be compact plants. And it's, uh, over the years, they're now thirty feet tall. Even with all the testing that that goes on, it's it's uh, it's hard to know. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. We're at the Garden Hut in Fuquay Varina. More of the show coming up here on WPTF. It's 844. You're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. We're at the Garden Hut in Fuquay, Verena. Just, I'm trying to answer a, a question here from Charlie. Charlie says, why am I getting last week's show online and on WPTF? Well, Charlie, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the twilight zone, buddy. You're, uh, we were at the Campbell Road Nursery last week. We're at the yeah, Garden Hut. Yeah. They're both great places to visit. Uh, if it sounds like we're repeating ourselves, it is a garden show. So, I, well, there you go. I, I uh, did get to catch a little bit last week. Sound like y'all were having fun over at Phil's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had. We, I should have told her to come down this morning. I know. I'm Phil. If you're I just listening, love that y'all are good. Phil, if you're listening, come down, please, and bring us some donuts. <laughs> It's, just it's come, really, just bring yourself, Phil. We love really you. It's really not that that far. I picked up Rufus this morning, and and uh, we made it out of out of uh, his property. Okay, and, and did, did you yeah. make a left or turn right? He made a left. Wow! He, he had to watch it real carefully. I can't do that in my truck out of your driveway. Uh-uh. I've had him. I've had him whacked there. Yeah, I tell you, you you go off one side over there, and you got that bog or whatever is down in there. You can't see, and you may never come out. There's three or four cars down in there. They never did get them out. He's got, <laughs> uh, he has party guests that uh, have never been seen. Oh, that's funny. I would hate to get caught down in there. Not, There's, wouldn't be funny. I'm really surprised you haven't. There's a you fox. You sure you hadn't wandered off down there? And a fox us? lives in there. Oh. A groundhog, a little baby groundhog. You might uh, have a bear. Deer, deer roam <laughs> in there. I uh, saw a little baby deer last year. Just lying well, down it's a wonderful place for wildlife. It really yeah. is. But I wouldn't want to go down there. 
No, sir. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Maybe when I was 11. Get you a briar patch and burr rabbit, too, right? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 919-860-9783. So, Charlie, you're, you're hearing hearing us live at the Garden Hut. And uh, last week, we were at uh, Campbell Road Nursery. And, uh, Phil, we're, we're longing for those, on, those pastries. I know where she gets them. I do, too. I do, too. My yeah. son has hockey I, right across the Chris, street. Chris, what? Right did you bring the biscuits, it's, Chris? <laughs> I can go get some. There you go. Well, yeah. now, if you talk about that stuff, you got to bring it. Well, we have the lobster dog <laughs> truck coming today. Lobster well, dog re- truck. I remember that boy. Yes. He, he's, I ate old Ralph last, last time he was here. I ate Ralph and his it, brother Lloyd. It's not a hot dog. It's... It's lobster. Yeah, it's lobster. a lobster dog. It's lobster. Do you like it, Rufus? I loved it. Say it. Say you did, whether you did or not. Yeah. Oh, I, I loved it. <laughs> Better than meat on a stick. Oh, meat on a stick. That that was an unbelievable thing. No, I think that was the oink and moo or something like that. Yeah. I wanted to put a plug in today. We're on our way. After we leave here, we're going to Hillsboro. Oh, goody. To the uh, Nancy Goodman. To the uh, Orange County uh, Crafts and Arts Fair. We stop by and truck. see Nancy Goodwin over yeah. there in Hillsboro. Does she is her garden open? I don't. It's probably not open this time of year. But yeah. boy, does she have the. The spread, the property, botanic garden, hellebores. Have you ever been over there, Rufus? Yes, I, I like She's the poppies. The poppies that grow in the in the walkways. Yeah. Well, we're going for the blown. We're going. There's a blown glass um, artist that we're going to go visit uh, there today. Steve, have you been up to Oakey's Daylilies? No. Have you heard of them? No. Um, so they're in uh, Corinton. Corrington, Corrington, Tennessee, and um, for whatever reason, my my mother brought up yesterday, you know, hey, I think we were talking about her grandson that lives in Knoxville, and this is not far from Knoxville, and um, she said, well, you know, there's, I really want to go up and see where Tyler lives, her grandson, and, and Tyler worked here four years, and we still have customers ask about him, and she says, and there's a daylily farm up there and I, i'd like to go to it and so i looked up looked it up while we were talking and i'm like well it's probably not more than 30 minutes so i think that's going to be our one of our june trips but in looking them up um i found it pretty interesting that they're they're open year round and right now it looked like they'd had like some slips and stuff cut and bare root so they're they're you know, they must have some other retail, but their main interest is, is daylilies. At the National, we made commitments to several places that we were going to try to go to this summer. Yeah. Um, here again, I'm getting stronger now. Uh, you want to arm wrestle? Uh, yeah. Okay. I actually have. <laughs> I actually have You look good. But anyway, I... This summer, I'm hoping to get another road trip in. Well, good. And yeah. part of that road trip is we're going to make stops at Daily Farms on our way out. Well, cool. And we want to go to Noah's Ark. That's one of the things that my Sunday school class, it's in uh, West Virginia. Oh. It's an it's a, it's a, uh, exact replica of Noah's Ark with animals, everything. It's a zoo. Hmm. 
and uh, it, it, everybody that goes there says it is an it is a uh, definite you need to go place. It's a you can spend two days there. That's cool. I mean, it's real easy, and right across the road is uh, another uh, event. I can't remember what they called it, but it was uh, something here again a, a, a religious a retreat type thing. Um, but the Noah's Ark, they said, is well. It's a family thing. Uh, they have they have everything. They have giraffes. They have good. I mean, you name it, they have it there. So I mean, it's a zoo. <laughs> well, I remember that. And it's kind of a zoo down here too. We're gonna we hit. got Betty Yeti. You got uh, you got all kinds of stuff. We do. Here. We get little all kinds of personalities. Yeah. We have bunnies eating my. What happened to your dog? She passed away a couple years ago. Oh. Yep. Yep. She was almost seventeen. So hey, been, Noah. Good morning. We were just we were just talking about dogs. Now you have a friend who has a very interesting dog. Yep. And if she's a pretty dog. If that little dog is listening, she goes nuts when I call. Her name is Olive, but she goes nuts uh, when she hears me say "Booga, Booga," and she just knows why. that's my little pet name. Oh, and she okay. goes running everywhere, and it's very cute. She's smart, isn't she's she? She's very cute. Yeah, yeah. we we. Um, Does she react to the Yeti? I don't know that she's seen the Yeti. I did have the opportunity to. Um, enjoy her company for four days while her mommy and daddy uh, went on a trip but yeah. um we had a big time and the customers loved her and yeah well maybe she's used to the yeti she's well we're working on it i mean see a little dog on the ground so betty yeti's so big so i have a customer back in that neighborhood that wants to buy that for her husband for christmas so he's he still hunts bigfoot <laughs> how about that well are you going to sell him heck her? yeah Huh? Him, her, there, we, were, I will. <laughs> if it's here, it's for sale, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, we're at the Garden Hut in Fuquay, Verena. Uh, just a perfect morning after the storm comes through, takes uh, takes it all away. And there we're going to get cold, and we'll we'll talk about the cold weather that yeah. uh, will be coming up. It's uh, it's going to be, but you know, in the, in the low fifties mostly next. True, year. but you know, with the rain, it's a perfect time to go knock down some of those cool season weeds and and yeah. get your gardening done today and tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Uh, more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. Yes, sir.